conversation with Trans Smith. A conversation with a conversation with Trans Smith. A conversation with Hey everyone, welcome back to another conversation with Trans Smith. I'm your host, Trans Smith. Is a person that I really admire and I love, 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 love. Um, he is a uh, a performer. He is a gamer. He is I call a friend. I like to introduce you to Avant Garbage, the Trash Queen. Hello, Avant. Hi, <laughs> Trance. Thank you so much for that introduction. That was so kind of you. Oh, please. It, it, I wish I could. I wanted to say more. <laughs> but oh, I, I love it. So how's your day? How, how's your day been going today? Good, good, good. I just um finished doing some laundry and I just started to make a new wig. I've had Ooh. a little bit of um, writer's block for the past couple of weeks. So I kind of like forced myself to do it. You know, I was like, it's not going to make itself. So just get going. <laughs> I saw I saw in your post that you wanted to do a Cruella wig. Yeah, I don't want it to be like a direct like black and white, but I'm gonna do yeah. kind of like a punk rock um dual wig, but instead of black, it's gonna be bright blue and so it's gonna be blue and white, but like punk oh, rock. Okay. okay. So tell me, how did you come up with the creation of Avant? Avant garbage. Um, I mean, do you want the long version? <laughs> I want to know it all because I don't know. And okay. I, I think I think it'd be interesting to my uh, listeners. If, if they don't know what I do or who I am, I make all my clothes out of like trash. I make all my wigs out of mops and like duct tape and yarn. Um, so I, I create everything pretty much out of like found materials. Mm-hmm. And the origin story, I mean, it, it dates back to when I was little. I've always loved Halloween. I've always loved, like, spooky things. I've always loved the macabre. And I used to be... My my goal in life was to grow up to become April O'Neil from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to be, like, Donatello. I didn't want to be Leonardo. I wanted to be April O'Neil. And oh, one time... Funny. What? I said, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I thought, like, whatever. I kind of do news reporting now, but um, they had a, a, an action figure line where the Ninja Turtles became the Universal Studios monsters. And mm-hmm. like, um, like Donatello was Dracula. Leonardo was the creature from the Black Lagoon. And April O'Neil became the Bride of Frankenstein. So I was obsessed with the Bride of Frankenstein. I was like the only kid that was like going to Blockbuster, like renting all of these horror movies, like, like everybody else was like trying to be like a, a ninja or a pirate or a princess. And I was like renting like horror films. So I was just <laughs> always obsessed with the universal monsters. And as I got older, I started um, creating like action figures and dolls. And then I like started doing costume work and I modeled for a little bit and I did stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. But Mattel who made like the makers of Barbie, they mm-hmm. made this um, doll line called monster high and it okay. was like Frankenstein's daughter in high school, Dracula's daughter, Medusa's son, and they all like hung out together. And my best friend, I, I was like obsessed with this doll line. And my, my best friend was, um, he asked me, he was like, if you could make a new monster, like a brand new monster, what would you make? And I was like, mm-hmm. 
like fuck i don't know like everything's been done before so i like sat on it for a little while and then i conceptualized this like idea for like a garbage monster or like something that lived in the sewer and like controlled rats and controlled cockroaches and i wanted to like create a female character because there's like the bride of frankenstein and there's dracula's daughter but there's no like female agency in the universal monsters Mm-hmm. So I came up with this concept for the trash queen. And then I was like, oh, yeah, she'll have like mop hair. And she has like a talking toilet and a little sassy baby alligator. And <laughs> then I was like, oh, her name's going to be Avant Garbage. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I make dolls and I know how to like reroute doll hair. And I know how to like make costumes because I do cosplay. Like, what if I just kind of like start dressing up like avant garbage and i did it just kind of took off and like all of my talents came into this like one neat little package well i i think it's amazing i remember the first time i saw you and i was like wow because you know i'm used to going to you know you see a show you see a drag show you get the you know the usual suspects and i was like i was like wow and i was so I was so fascinated, first of all, your look. And what really got me was how your um, rapport with the audience. Um, I'll bring up one something that happened a couple of weeks ago when I was at uh, when I was at your show. <laughs> Remember Uh-oh. when you had um, the young people, the younger, younger people up front? Uh-huh. And, and every time you would make a reference for us to know, you would explain it to them in their <laughs> language. I thought that was genius and they loved it. And that, that's what I like about you. You're able to uh, go across generations and everyone gets it. Thank you. And, Thank you. Yeah, I really like that. And I heard that you started back up um, on Wednesdays doing the, um, you do any Anything Goes at Albatross. Is that correct? Yeah, well, Anything Goes was just kind of a placeholder for game night. Because I used okay. to do game night before the pandemic. And we would do like beer pong and flip cup and strip twister and play video games. But when everybody was like masked and they couldn't touch each other or be within six feet of each other, I was just kind of like coined anything (laughs) goes, which was really like triage. So we're getting, (laughs) we're getting back to game night. Definitely. Like we've been doing strip twister now that everybody's vaccinated. We've been like, I want to like play video games again. That's my bread and butter. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. That so did you do strip on Twister this week? We did do it. It was very, very it was a hit. It's back. It was okay. I was thinking about it. I was like, I wanted to go, but I I had an I had another engagement. But I mean <laughs> you also and you also do uh Saturday at uh Icon, is that correct? I do, I do. And that's um more of a kind of like Billy on the street interview type thing. I'll walk around with a microphone. I'll ask people embarrassing questions. It's kind <laughs> of like, um, it's like Saturday spill the tea. Okay. So I oh, like to interview people on the spot and then I do some numbers and little pop-ups. Oh, okay. I have to check you out. I haven't, I haven't checked you out at Saturday. Just to let everyone know uh, the clubs that we were talking about, Albatross and Icon are in Astoria, Queens. So you should check it out. Look them up and um, check out Avant Garbage. So I also looked at today. You did a video with yeah, Vegas very now. recently. Cavathams, yeah. it. Thank you, thank you. I mean, I was only um, paid to perform and be in it. The concept was Vegas Valentine and Zan Matthew Zan as the director. It was their it was their baby, and I was just lucky enough to be involved with it. Oh. Um, wow. 
Yeah, they, they pitched it to me. They were like, we want these drag queen Power Ranger monsters attacking a city. And I was like, I am sold. <laughs> now, did you do that costume that you wore in that? I did. I did. I make everything I wear or, or wow. try to as much as possible. I've never commissioned anything. Um, the most I will do is I'll like purchase something from Goodwill, but then I heavily alter it. Yeah, I made the prank. I, so they wanted me to be like a sexy praying mantis. And I was like, thanks, yeah. guys. Like, How the fuck do I do this? Well, you but did I did the, <laughs> the helmet and the arms all out of um, yeah. the arms were made out of um um shipping shipping poster tubes wow that i mean i i always find it fascinating when people to me that when you build your your costume the whole thing it just it just adds so much more to it than saying just ordering it on amazon or whatever but yeah, like that i, saw- I, I mean i I've had that mentality my whole life. My aunt owned a costume shop. Um, uh-huh. So I've always loved Halloween and I love like a homemade project, but I'm also like really thrifty and like, I don't want to say inexpensive, but like mm-hmm. I kind of grew up broke. Okay. So I just knew like we made everything, you know, if you wanted something, you made it. Uh, okay. Where are you from originally? I'm from a little tiny town, a little bit West of Cleveland, Ohio. But it was very rural when I was growing up. Really? People used to ride tractors to school. Oh, really? Yeah, I graduated with like a hundred and some people in my class. Uh Uh-huh. It was a very small school. Everybody knew everybody's business. So as soon as I turned 18, I I got out of there kicking and screaming. (laughs) Did you move to New York right after 18 or was that later? I went to college for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then um, as soon as I was done with college, I moved to New York. I went to college in Southern Ohio, which was like not the not the ticket. The closer you get to Kentucky, the more in danger you are if you're a queer person or like a person of color. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Really, can imagine. I saw um, that you had posted. I think it was recently about the physical tolls of drag. Um, It was an article by Vice. Now, is I always wanted to know. I mean, I. What are some of the things that have happened to you being in drag and like almost did physical, physical harm? Oh my God. Well, I mean, if anybody's ever seen me perform, they know that I am not a dancer. So okay. I'm, 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 I'm lessening the impact on my body in that way. Cause I don't, I don't move very much. I'm like an ironing board, but <laughs> my wigs are very heavy. I, my wigs are like 20 pounds each. They're all mops. Um, I force it very tightly. I constantly have bruises on my ribs, my hips, my Uh waist to the point that like, I've had like the doctors like, what's going on with your kidneys? Like your kidneys are mad at you. And I'm like, Oh um, yeah. About that. I've, Uh I, my nails are fucked up because I glue soda can tabs to them. Uh Uh, Ingrown hairs on my chest, not to mention, Uh Nobody wants to date a drag queen, so like I've just resigned to a life of being single. Why? Why is that? Why is that? I don't understand that. I think it's the patriarchy. It's the toxic masculinity. It's the mask for mask, no fats, no femmes, no Asians mentality. It's like the the queer male community is obsessed with machismo, and they feel like because I do drag, it's like feminine. Which who cares if you're feminine? Like whatever. Like I used Man. to hunt. Well, I know how to change a tire. I'll kick your ass at video games. Like, what more do you want from me? Exactly. And and the thing is, and they're there worshiping you when they come to see these shows. So I don't under I don't I don't get I, I I'll tell you a little story. I did um 
I've done drag a, a few times and um, yeah, I was um, the first time I ever did it. Um, this was, it was a place in uh, New York called Uncle Charlie's, which is no longer here anymore. Oh my God, Uncle Charlie's RIP. <laughs> and um, I did Diana Ross, which I think you can imagine now. And, um, and it was a dare and it was a contest. So I had one of my friends, she was a makeup artist. We got the wig and got a dress, the whole thing and did the whole thing. And I won. Oh yes, I love that. And so I had to come back each, I kept winning every week for like the next three <laughs> weeks until the final. So, but what I learned was during that, that people treated me differently when I was dressed as, you know, this persona. It was like, it was weird. Men looked at me differently. Um, they looked at me differently than if I was just, quote unquote, just the boy. And I was yeah. like, now I get it. I said, now I get it. Because I heard a lot of my, my friends who do drag tell me this whole thing, you know, what we're talking about. I said, I just find it so strange. It's like they just don't think there's a person that you're just this thing that you created. Yeah, and, I mean, so much nuance to it because, like, my drag persona is just strictly my job. I've never had sex mm -hmm. in drag. I don't like being hit on in drag because there's, like, a mm -hmm. certain level of, like, fetishization, fetishization, mm -hmm. which makes me uncomfortable. I actually never get hit on more than when I'm in drag in a taxi cab, which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. But can like, you tell me a, can you tell me a story <laughs> <laughs> can we, uh, is this a pg-13 podcast oh, please <laughs> I, had this, me. I had this really sexy cab driver one time this was before like uber and, and lyft were like huge so you would get like a yellow cab from the car or from the venue you know mm -hmm. and I'm sitting in the back seat and like this guy keeps looking at me and we're like making idle chatter and he's so good looking. He's very, very good looking. He was somewhere. He was like Middle Eastern from somewhere. I didn't I didn't uh, ask, but um, just beautiful, like all skin, beard, um, very handsome. And we're like chatting and everything. And we're like I was living in Brooklyn at the time in Bed-Stuy and we like pull over on the side of the street. And you know, like the old like window in the cab, like you'd be in the back seat, and there would be like a plexiglass window that would be closed to like protect them, right. and then you would open it to like put your money through. Mm -hmm. I ended up like trying to climb through this window, and I swear <laughs> to God, I look like Rose McGowan in Scream trying to get through the garage door, and I'm like, I have one <laughs> shoulder in the window, and I'm jerking this guy off for a free cab fare. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but it was hot you know oh to be young again so i guess i have hooked up in drag but it was just for a free fare it was it was right. an extension of the job <laughs> i remember the first the first time i yeah something about a cab driver i got in that first night when i did it i got dressed in harlem and i had to come down to downtown to do the show so i was like oh my god i gotta take a cab and i was by myself and i was you know i was nervous but you know i'm a performer so i'm used to just you know doing that so i got in yeah. the cab right now my dress let me tell you i had a i had a red dress on that was a mini 
and it was spaghetti strap and I had a coat over me and I had all this hair and sunglasses. So I got in, <laughs> I got into the cab and he said, where to miss? I said, downtown. And he looked at me and did a double take. <laughs> I love downtown. <laughs> Wait, I have to ask, I have to ask what kind of Diana Ross were you? Were you like Supremes? Were you no, like was, Motown? Were you like Diana the Wiz? Yeah, no, I was Diana. Okay, I did this in. Ooh, let's go back. It was pretty recent, Diana. It was. It was right after she had done the Super Bowl, and okay. it was around. So she had the curly hair, you mm -hmm. know, and she had a she had a video out at that time, and I had had wore the same dress that she wore in the video. So when well, I did when I performed at Uncle Charlie's, they played the video without the sound behind me as I perform. Actually, I actually I have it on I have it on um I have a copy of it. I'll I'll you send, it to send it to sometime. Yeah. Well I asked because I don't know when the podcast is coming out, but June 30th to celebrate mm -hmm. Pride at Albatross, um, uh -huh. I'm encouraging everyone to come and drag. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have like a full drag night. Like I hope I I in my dream everybody in the bar is gonna be in drag. Oh, that might be fun. Maybe I can. I mean, I, I can do it if I want. I think it's time we'll to see. bring it. mahogany out of retirement. <laughs> you know what my name was? Gardenia Jones. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I have to think about that. Yeah, this will be this this um, episode will be up before then. Yeah, oh, June thirtieth, Albatross. Come and drag. Whatever drag means to you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What day of the week is that? That's a um Wednesday. Okay, okay, great. All right. I'll I'll mark it down in my calendar and I'll drag I will put you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is so great. So what are your plans for Pride Pride this month? Do you have any other plans? Oh, uh -huh. you know what? Before before we go there, I'm gonna go back. I checked out your Trash Talk Tuesdays at LGBT uh, network. Mm-hmm. That was good. The, um, I saw the episode yesterday about um, uh, eating your body and diet. Yeah. So um, you do these every Tuesday? Is it is it's a different subject? Because I, I yeah, think it's great. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to do like, like my dream of being April O'Neil. I always kind of wanted to go into some type of journalism. Like my dream is to have a talk show. Okay. I want to be in drag and have a talk show, have like interview people of substance. So uh -huh. I created this like show called trash talk. And I always do like really like heavy hitting subjects like, um, transphobia, eating disorders. What else is coming up this week? Like, um, uh, being safe while traveling and being queer, um, uh -huh. like, um, coming out in sports, being queer in the military conversion uh -huh. therapy. I try to like hit on things that are like of, of important substance. Right, and it's been really good. I mean, like it's been on Zoom for the quarantine, so mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer it'll last. I would love to like parlay it into something live action in person or on YouTube or something. So if anybody yeah. out there is listening and knows how to do that, <laughs> no, it's really good. I because I, I checked it out. Yes, um, I was checking it out today actually because I was um I was home. I said, let me look. I've been meaning to look at it, and you do it with uh, Skip, our friend Skip. Yeah, I do it with Skip. He represents the LGBT network. We just added a drag king, Fox Squire, to season three. He is very, very lovely, very, very intelligent. One of the smartest people I've ever met. Is like, um, 
is a what is a like a not a financial advisor but like something of like money analysis i forget the official title they have okay. um an accountant type position so like they they we have we've had a shows about like how to save uh how to like like loopholes and taxes um so we we try to have like a very varied topics but things that like don't get talked about on stage a lot so people can go to what to their to the website to get the zoom or how does that work yeah they can go on the lgbt network website or they can find me on instagram i'm at at the only trash queen i always post the flyers for the shows mm-hmm. okay great all right all right so what what are we doing for this month we have anything special planned for pride month well it was weird because I mean, we had the whole pandemic, so, like, everything got canceled last year, and I feel like the vaccination creeped up out of nowhere. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't much planned, and now it's, like, it, like overnight, it's, like, oh, yeah, you remember that pandemic? That pesky <laughs> thing? Because now it's just out like nothing happened. So, like, I didn't make plans for Pride, but now, like, things are popping up, so I'm probably just going to be bumming around Queens. Like, I don't think there's an official parade, but... Yeah. Every, yeah, I think, um, yeah, oh, I think I'm, I'm probably going to come out to Queens, and I don't know as far as like the at the end of the month for New, you know, New York, because so they have both visual, uh, vir- excuse me, virtual and um, some, you know, some live stuff. Uh, I'm looking into it because it seems like it's so not organized. I guess because you know it was so thrown at us, you know. Yeah, because it takes like a year to plan things, so like yeah. probably. January they were like well we're still going to be in the pandemic so we're not even going to bother planning anything and then it was like eight was like oh shit we should have done something right right but I have like um every Wednesday at Albatross I have a different theme for the week and then every Saturday at Icon there's a different theme for the week like this Mm -hmm. Wednesday is um bathing suit night so we're gonna have like water balloon fights squirt gun fights there's gonna be a wet bathing suit contest Uh then the week after that um Cosplay and costume. Mm-hmm. No, no, please cut me off. I can ramble forever. No, no, no. It's fine. And as Saturday, you still doing that during um, this month as well? Yeah, three to seven different themes. This week is Pedro's bachelor party, but I have a really <laughs> special guest. Um, Anita D is going to be there with me tomorrow. Okay. Oh, great, great, great. So where, because um, is there one special um, website everyone could go to or just to each each club? To find There's out actually there. a really good website that'll, this is for everybody in New York City. It's called mm-hmm. Thodacy. Mm-hmm. O-T-Y-S-S-E-Y. I think that's spelled correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, com. It's run by a very talented man named Jim Silvestri. He, I don't know how he does it, but he organizes every single drag queen and every single show in the New York City area, including some places in Jersey. So if uh-huh. you go to thoughtcity.com, you can look up what's happening in Brooklyn that night. You can look up what's happening in Queens, Hell's Kitchen, Chelsea. Uh-huh. He has them for Fire Island over the summer. Thoughtacy is an incredible magazine. Jim Silvestri is a, is a saint. I don't know how hard he works but he deserves all of the praise. Oh, great. That's great to know. Now, let me ask you something else off topic of everything. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Trust me. <laughs> Are you listening to any particular music right now that inspires you? Is something that's on your playlist? 
Do you know what? This is, right. and you've probably seen it on stage. Right. I think the weakest form of my drag is my lip syncing because when I was little, my parents never listened to music. I was an really? only child, so I never really had like a music influence. I love right. really punk rock, really like guitar riff, rock and roll. And that doesn't always right. translate into feminine onstage drag. So I wish I had a better like but I've poppy seen, I've seen you do I've seen you do the rock and it's amazing. It is, but it's like I have to like really figure out if it's gonna work for the audience. Not everything's gonna work and I gotta like pick and choose my battles. Like sometimes I'll do um system of a down or I'll do yeah. tool, but like I'm like, is this gonna be the hit? Is this the ticket tonight? I have been listening to Miley Cyrus's cover of Heart of Glass, like on repeat. Okay. Have you heard it? Yes, I have. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But I love like I'm always listening to like Courtney Love, pop punk music, like But I love when you do that. And I think your lip sync is fine, by the way. What I've seen you do when you I've seen you do it. But Thank I you. think what what makes you so it this a lot is the humor and the intelligence behind it. Does that make what? sense? The humor <laughs> and the intelligence behind it. I think that's what, to me, that's what makes it special for me. Because I'm like, oh, he's just not taking a song. This has something else with it, you know? Thank you. Well, I mean, when I was little, because I was an only child, I was always trying to impress my parents' friends because I didn't have friends my own age. So, like, I was forced to a, develop a really adult sense of humor really quickly. So I've always been really quick. Like, like Bianca Del Rio calls it the Rolodex of hate. But to brush <laughs> upon what you were talking about earlier, how people treat you differently in drag. Yeah. When I was mm -hmm. doing stand-up comedy, there was almost this like idea that the audience was like, I challenge you to make me laugh. Mm. And in drag, it's like I already have this instant gratification and approval like my costumes are really opulent and crazy and out there. So like people automatically love me. So I, it's kind of natural for me to just get on the mic and banter. Mm -hmm. So right. I don't really feel the need to write out jokes. Like stand up comedy made me depressed and I just love doing drag, but yeah, I, I try to have a message. I try to have some jokes, but I want people to feel included. Inclusivity is very, very important to me. Now, do you ever feel that sometimes you're like, oh, I may have gone too far with this, what I've said. Oh, all the time. Like I know. I, it's so hard right now because you just don't know. Like, even when I've been doing this, I'm like, I'm at, in the beginning, I was like, all right, I'm going to censor myself. I was like, no, let them censor me. You know, so mm -hmm. how, how do you how do you navigate? How do you navigate that? Um, oh, God, that's such a long conversation. I don't even know. Like, it's like the conversation of cancel culture and consequence culture. And like, yeah. I feel like because I do drag, you get like a little bit of allowance and like, oh, you're expected to be sassy and rude. And like, I joke about my makeup being terrible. And it looks like my face was painted by Michael J. Fox. And sometimes right. the audience is like, oh, and like, you know, when you bomb. But... I think this generation, like the younger generation, like doesn't really know how to take a joke. Okay. 
But I also, like, I don't know. It's such a grandiose conversation. No, it is. Like, I think a lot of important things have been coming forward. A lot of movements have been advancing, like, that people have been, that have been disenchanted in the past have been benefiting from. Um, And, like, there's a, a lot of, like, equal representation movements that are really, really positive right now. But I, my biggest point of advocacy is freedom of speech and it's difficult yes. to advocate for that when you're offending people so i try not to punch down i don't like right. humor that like attacks somebody that can't advocate for themselves right. like, i make a lot of jokes at the expense of people that have it better than other people okay that makes a lot of sense that does yeah, make a lot of sense I try to punch up, you know, like you don't want to make fun of people that can't help themselves, like, mm-hmm. or people that have it worse, like you should be helping them up. I try to help people up and right. and bring down the people above me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Avon, where do you see Avon Garbage in the next couple of years? Where do you want to take this to? I want to have a talk show. I want to have a talk show and a, and a, a skit show. I, I don't know. I thought about. I've never applied for Drag Race. I do not. I don't think I would. I don't think I want to apply for Drag Race. People ask me that all the time. They're not I ready for you. Could, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah, they are. They're ready for that money I would bring them. <laughs> I but do you think like the I want to apply for Dragula? Dragula, I like that. What What do you think about that? I think I could do it. Mm-hmm. I think you could too. It's just I'm a little nervous about how quickly and how popular drag has grown, how mm-hmm. much, how, how like on the precipice it is at the moment. Cause I think there's going to be a little bit of, you know, whenever anything is like too popular and too cool, there's like backlash and it becomes uncool. Yeah. So I think yeah. drag's about to have a little bit of a fallout soon. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really peaking. It's like drag races all over the world. There's like one in every country. Yeah. We're on, we're on, the Real Housewives. We got we got Drag Race Iceland, <laughs> Drag Race Antarctica. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes. I mean, I've I've had a lot of friends that have been on Drag Race and it, and what it's done for them after they some of them haven't even won, only been on a few episodes, and it just took their careers to other things. And I know some girls, and it ruined their careers. That too, but you know, you know what? It's it's business too. You, I think you, at that point you really got to have a really business mind on it, and because it's a business, it's a business yeah. now. It's it not is. just putting on a dress and a wig. It's it's so big of a business that you can make a career for yourself not even doing drag. You can be a designer. You can be a promoter. Mm-hmm. You can you can make art and sell that. Like Chad mm-hmm. Sell is, is huge, and all he does is well, not all he does. Like he's very talented. Like, but he paints pictures and designs photos of drag race queens and sells oh, those. Yeah, so you can make a you can make a name for yourself, not even doing drag, but just like profiting from drag. Yeah, yeah, it's a business, like you know. But Vaughn, I want to thank you so much for joining me on my my little my little podcast <laughs> thank you so much for I mean, having me i've, oh, I've loved having you in like i love performing for you because you're always so supportive and you're so encouraging and you're someone that i look to in the crowd 
because I know that you're always going to be looking at me and smiling. You're so you're such a big inspiration to me. So I was flattered when you asked me to do this. I'm so happy that oh. we get to work together. Oh my God. Thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. So good. And it's, trust me, it's from the heart because if you ask my friends, I, I can be shady if I don't like something. <laughs> I was successful because I know that you, if you don't like something, you will tell somebody. Yes. And you, they had nice <laughs> things to say to me. So I was like, I got to be doing something right. Yes, you are. And keep doing it, baby. I'm, I'm in your corner. Yes. And anything I can do for you, let me know. Ah, thank you so much. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you again to Avant Garbage, the Trash Queen. Uh, look her up. And once again, until the next conversation, I'm Trans Smith. <laughs>